0: Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tale of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yap Chan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She's a best-selling author with a new book called The Tea, the Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane, and I'm just really excited to have her on and share her story with us. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Lisa C. Lisa, how are you today? Maybe Hi. maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners.
1: Well, so, like you said, I'm a writer. This uh, I'm just about to publish my tenth book, The Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane. I have worked as a freelance journalist for all kinds of magazines and newspapers. I also have curated museum exhibitions, uh, mostly about the Chinese-American experience. And then I, um, for a long time, I was a Los Angeles city commissioner um, overseeing commission that oversees the city's historic center. So I, you know, mostly a writer, but I do other things as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Lisa, what's your cultural background?
1: So I uh, am Chinese American, although if people saw a picture of me, they'd be scratching their heads. I have red hair and, and freckles. Uh, But my great-great-grandfather came from China to work on the building of the Transcontinental Railroad. My great-grandfather came and stayed, and he had four wives. One of them was Caucasian. This was back when it was against the law. And so um, I'm descended from that particular marriage. Today in Los Angeles, I have about 400 relatives. There are about a dozen that look like me. The majority are still full Chinese and then a little spectrum in between.
0: Wow, thanks for sharing that. That's quite um, a story. <laughs> so thanks again. And what would be your favorite self-confidence quote?
1: I don't know that I have a favorite one. I just, that it's a like an, you know, official quote. Maybe it would have to be that Nike thing. Just do it. You know, just, I always feel like you just have to go out and do stuff and, and you know, be brave and do it.
0: Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I love that quote. It's short and sweet and really to the point. I mean, action really is the cure to increasing self-confidence, having courage. Even if it scares us, just taking action just makes us feel a lot better. So I really love that quote that you mentioned. And, you know, in your own words, how would you define self-confidence?
1: I think self-confidence is when you feel like even though something makes you nervous, even though something scares you, even though you may not be 100 percent knowledgeable about something that you have you you know literally the confidence to do it or try to do it or learn about it that you're not afraid to um, even admit that you're wrong or that you don't know something but that you're you're confident enough to go forward
0: Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I love that you mentioned not being afraid because a lot of us are too scared to maybe ask a question for fear. Like if we get the wrong answer, someone might laugh at us. And, you know, like these little things is something that's so common. Right. Um, So just even admitting, like, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me is really confident enough to seek help because we feel like
1: or sometimes when people say, you know, they'll say, do you know what I mean? And I'll say, no, I don't. But then just say that. No, I don't. I don't know what you mean or I don't know what you're saying. To to admit that, that, that means you want to know. You want to know the truth. You're not willing to just let it glide because, as you said, you don't want to look foolish. You don't want people to laugh at you. You don't want to admit that you were wrong or didn't know.
0: Totally. Thanks again for sharing that definition. And Lisa, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence?
1: So, actually, I was a very shy child, very, very shy. And there are people who, of course, knew me then. And I think they're always really surprised that, for example, I can go and speak um, to you know, hundreds of people at an event. I, for me, there wasn't an exact moment because I feel like it was much more of a gradual process that I had to go out and talk to groups, you know, certainly at the start of my writing career, and I'd do a book event. There might be five people there, (laughs) you know, and now it might be 200 or 300 people there. So I did have that opportunity, I think, to sort of practice slowly, you know, getting my toes wet and then a little more and then a little more. And so for me, I feel like that that there may have been a moment where I thought, oh, yes, I can do this, and I'm not afraid to do it, or I'm not nervous to do it, although I'm still always a little nervous, um, which is a good thing. They always say about Broadway actors that, you know, if you stop having the jitters beforehand, you've really lost it as an actor, that it won't feel real and fresh. So I I don't worry too much about that or beat myself up too much about still getting nervous because I figure that must be a good thing, but that I... I'm I can say yes to things knowing I can do it and but like I said that was a gradual process over many many years for me uh, to get to that place.
0: Thanks for sharing that you know I love how you mentioned that you know you took gradual steps you know you like you mentioned the first event you maybe had five people who came up to your book event and you just started talking to them you know a lot of people will see five people and they're like oh my god this is a fail right this is a bust, Like only five people came but for you it's like five people came great i'm gonna talk to them and slowly you know it was five then 10 then 20 then 100 and then maybe 500 and it's just like taking these small steps that really do build up that confidence and you know because of that realization what's your life been like now
1: so i uh, so i'm about to embark on a book tour where i'm doing one or two events a day for about eight weeks if someone had told me that I would be doing that even you know, 20, 30 years ago, I just would not have even imagined it. And of course, in between, I'm traveling for a good part of that, like a city a day. So it, there's an aspect to some things where they are kind of emotionally, th- they take a toll, or kind of grueling. You know, to be putting yourself out like that, you know, where you're, if you think of it, you know, you could think of it as like a performance, but you also, I, I feel it's really important to feel real and feel true as you're speaking. I think that was one of the great things of having those audiences that may have only been five or ten people, was that you, it's not a performance, then you're really interacting. And so if I can try to do that with the larger group that you know that's really great but it takes a lot of, of emotional energy to, to do that for me anyway and then the other aspect is that when you're traveling like that uh, and when you're putting out that much energy you know one or two or even three times a day plus interviews it it's physically tiring you know getting going through an airport once a day it's just physically ruined. But, but I do feel now like, okay, I can do it. I, I work on things ahead of time, you know, because this is such a set piece, right? So it's, you know, six to eight weeks of that kind of schedule. Well, I've already for the last eight weeks been doing extra, you know, upper body exercises so I can lift my carry-on suitcase above my head and not hurt my shoulder or my neck that I've been taking extra vitamins and eating really well because I want to be as strong physical as I possibly can be as I go out. So I don't know if that answers your question, but, you know, you can always follow up with something. Like that.
0: No, that was great. I mean, you know, you're out there doing what you love and just, you know, you like you mentioned, just being real with people. I think that's the important part. Like, you know, sometimes the world is missing that authenticity out there. And the more that we can be real, the more people will... Come to us, right? I mean,
1: my my sons always tease me because, it, you know, a lot of people do come up to me or they'll write to me and
0: they'll say you're
1: you're so real, and so they even do this kind of imitation of people saying that to me, and they they think it's funny. Of course, to them, I'm just their mom, right? But I see that as one of the greatest compliments I can get because that means that. I, you know, you can't fake being real. You actually can only be, you know, if you're being real, you can only be real. You can't really fake a, a, a fake, a, like a real persona. You can't really fake that. So that tells me that I am as, as much myself as I can be and that people respond to that and that people appreciate that. And I, like I said, it's the greatest, to me, it's the greatest compliment I can get for that, you know, that aspect of my life where I'm like a public person. That just makes me feel really good. I, in fact, I just, you know, I, my husband and I went to a concert last night. I'm not going to say who the performer was, but, you know, beautiful, beautiful voice. But apart from that, it was such an act. You know and, and on our drive home we were saying well you know no one's ever going to say about her oh she's so real and it was very you know if I closed my eyes and listened I loved it but as soon as I opened my eyes I oh, no, I don't like this anymore <laughs> because I, I was such a like an act but in quotes you know it wasn't it wasn't um she just wasn't very real and it came across
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that part. And yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's the greatest thing. Just learning to be real and being yourself. I mean, it's the greatest thing a person can do, especially in a world like today with, you know, social media and, you know, like the news. I mean, sometimes we just need some more authenticity in this world. So thanks for sharing that. And Lisa, if our listeners wanted to, um, if they're listening to your episode and, you know, they're in a similar journey to self-confidence, what would be that one tip you would give to them?
1: My one tip would be love what you do, because no matter what it is, you know, what, what, love what you do, that that could be your work, it could be play, cooking, it could be friends, how you interact with your friends. You have to really love it, um, because all of us go through bad patches, um, you know, even if in your career, whatever that is, that is, that you know, you may be very successful, but there's still going to be bumps along the road.
0: Awesome. That's a great tip that you mentioned. You know, I truly believe like you got to love what you do because then, you know, it's never going to feel like work. You know, you there's reasons why you get up in the morning so early It's because you just want to go out there and do the things that you love. So thanks for sharing that. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or check out your new book, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with?
1: so I have a website, www.lisac.com. I'm on Twitter, and I'm also, I have a fan page on Facebook, and I always have a lot of, you know, sort of information about China and about the Chinese-American experience and about my research and things like that. It's not, I ate a ham sandwich. (laughs) It's always tries to be related to sort of my larger life's work.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Lisa, you can also head on over to thetaoofselfconfidence.com and search for Lisa's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else we talked about. And I just really want to thank Lisa for taking the time to share her story with us and tips on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Thank you. Not a problem. It was great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self Confidence. Sign up for our free membership site to get more amazing resources for self confidence by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self confidence awaits.